Glad that you're here this morning as uh, we enter a new series. And uh, I want to encourage you to turn to uh, Luke chapter 5. And uh, we're going to be looking at verses 27 through 32 this morning. But while you're turning there, um, I want you to imagine that what if every believer, every follower of Christ was praying for one who didn't know Jesus, who didn't have a relationship with him. And I'm not just talking about our church. And I'm going to be challenging our church in the next several weeks. But what if every church, what if every believer was praying for one? Folks, this world would be turned upside down. And that is going to be the... the, emphasis of the next four weeks here at Emmanuel, but we'll be preaching on this over the next four weeks, but uh, this is going to be the emphasis for the year here at, at Emmanuel. We need to, God, has, God needs to give us a burden for the lost, because there are people lost and dying and going to hell. You know, I don't know if you've got that. Can we bring up that colored, that, that uh, uh, one slide um, that uh, is the uh, theme of our, of our conference, or our uh, crusade coming up next month? Church, I don't want us to just fill in this picture, okay? I don't want us to just be coloring inside the lines, we should ought to pass out so many cards that we are painting, that we're coloring outside the lines come four weeks from now. It is really important that we invite others. And this is just going to be a tool that will help us see visually as a church how, we are, how we're doing in accomplishing this. And so I want to encourage you to take those cards and give them out to everyone that you know, and encourage them to be at the crusade February 7 through 9. And uh, and besides that, I want you to be praying about one person whom you can invite personally, that you're praying for, that you can bring with you to the crusade. Now, This is hard for a lot of us. You know, for many of you here in this room, you have never shared your faith. And I want to encourage you in the days ahead that you be praying about God giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Not just live out your faith, but to share the gospel with someone else. You know, and as I preach this message this morning, I want you to know that I'm preaching to myself. You know, it's really easy as your pastor to just live in a bubble and just to spend all my time with believers and never stepping out of my comfort zone and getting to know somebody else and talking to a lost person about the Lord and how much the Lord has done for them. 
And I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed this morning that I haven't done it more. And so I want you to know that I'm being challenged by uh, the messages over the next four weeks. And I'm going to take my responsibility seriously. And uh, God's already given me, given me uh, a couple names. I'm a, a new volunteer chaplain at the hospital. And I did my first rounds uh, this, uh, this last Thursday. And I already uh, know of some uh, two people that I've met, that I'm going to be praying for, that I'm going to be building a relationship with, and uh, trust that God will give me the opportunity to share the good news with him. So, again, as, as we're looking at this message this morning, just know that God has worked on my heart first. I'm preaching to me. But I trust it's going to be a message that's going to speak to all of us this morning because we are going to be looking at uh, Jesus' example. Now, why this focus? Did you know that uh, for every one baptism in Southern Baptist Convention, it takes 60 members. One baptism for every 60 members uh, in the Southern Baptist Convention. Church, that is pathetic. And that's about the same, that same ratio is what's happening in our church as well. Did you know that less than point one percent of believers share their faith regularly, share Christ regularly. Point one percent. That is a tenth of one percent of believers who share their faith regularly. Church, that's that is a scary statistic. And no wonder why the church is dying. The church has become ineffective in culture today. And it's because Christians are not taking their faith seriously. Why that statistic? Have we stopped caring? That there's people around us who are dying and going to hell? Is it fear? You don't know what to say? Is your radar off? You're just got kind of clueless about the people around you, whether they're Christians or not? We're going to be going through an evangel- a prayer evangelism emphasis. When you came in this morning, there was a devotional guide and a book track or a bookmarker uh, on your chair, and we want you to take that home with you, okay? And I want to encourage you to use this because uh, this is twofold. You know, if we're going to be serious about 
our one and sharing our faith with a lost person, you know what? God needs to be working in our heart first. If God isn't working in our heart, you know what? We're not going to have the desire to share with somebody else. Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first and greatest. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So in this emphasis, we need to start with us. You need to start with you. Are you having regular devotion times with the Lord? Are you spending time with Him in His presence? I want to encourage the church, if God's going to use this uh, ministry opportunity in our life, we need to be spending time with Him. All right, so this is a 30-day, I think it's a 30-day devotional guide. I've seen 40-day out there, but this is 30-day. And, uh, and so you have a verse and a thought to work through each day and an opportunity to j- journal your own thoughts. And so I want to encourage you to do this for 30 consecutive days. If you do this for 30 consecutive days, you know what? You're going to develop a habit that won't want to stop. So take this opportunity. Um, if you like your smartphone, if you, uh, if you download the, the Bible app uh, Uversion, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-N, if you don't have that on your phone, I encourage you to get it. But you can download this uh, 30-day guide on your phone. It doesn't give you the opportunity to write uh, in a journal at that point, but you can set a reminder, okay? It will remind you every single day that this is the day that you need to be on. If you need that kind of prompting, I want to encourage you to download, download that Bible app, okay? But church... We need this. Christian, you need this. So I want this to encourage our hearts in our relationship with him. And it's through that relationship with him that God gives us the desire to share our story with somebody else. And God will open those doors. And God will bring people into our lives and we're our our, our radar will be up, and we'll be aware of people around us. So may this spiritual emphasis help us to be bold to share, and, uh, and not only bold to share, but bring somebody with us to the God's, unleashed, uh, God's Love Unleashed Crusade next month. All right? So with that in mind, I want us to look at... Luke chapter 5 this morning, and uh, an encounter that Jesus had uh, with uh, Levi this morning. I want us to, this is the big idea of this morning's message, that the big idea is this, that Jesus saw people that nobody else saw. And may God give us eyes to see what 
for a long time we've been overlooking or we've been ignoring. May God give us the eyes of Jesus to see those around us. And so this morning we're going to look at um, Jesus uh, selecting um, Matthew or Matthew, well, his name is Levi or Matthew. I need to get a drink of water. Beginning verse 27. And after this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a and Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Here Jesus is, and he's going through the community, And he sees a man named Levi, who's a tax collector, who's sitting at the tax tax booth. Doesn't mention anything about the other disciples or those who were traveling with Jesus. But it's Jesus in verse 27 that says... Then he, after this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Jesus saw this tax collector. Now, know something about the tax collectors here in this culture. They were bad dudes. Nobody liked tax collectors because they all thought tax collectors were ripping them off. And that, frankly, they were. And so... Outside the relationship of other tax collectors, you know what? Levi was one lonely dude. And so you can imagine the the people who are traveling with Jesus at this point, and they see the tax collector's booth. For all of them, I'm sure they turned the other way. They didn't want to have anything to do with this man but Jesus. Levi captured the attention of Jesus. The Bible says he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And Jesus took the initiative to go and talk to him. I don't know about you, but my friends... That is the grace of God right now that we see in this passage of Scripture. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like a really bad dude. 
And whatever you've been pursuing, whatever you've been involved with, you have come up empty. I want you to know this morning that Jesus sees you. And he's taking the initiative. In this message right now, God is speaking to you. Jesus wants to take the initiative and come and find out what's going on in your life. He wants a relationship with you. He's telling you this morning, follow me. You know, Jesus said that if we follow him, he will make us fishers of men. My friend, as we're pursuing intimacy with the Lord Jesus ourselves, God is going to give us the desire to be fishers of men. And when Jesus says, follow me, well, what does that mean to us? It means going up to uh, people that you see that Jesus can make a huge difference in their life. Someone you know who's, who's struggling, someone who needs some encouragement, going through a rough time and maybe they don't understand. Follow me to us means going up to that Levi and saying, hey, how's it going? Can we get together for a cup of coffee? Can we spend some time together? And then setting that appointment and taking that opportunity to hear their story. What's going on in their life? And through them sharing your story, you can talk about the difference that Jesus has made in your life through similar circumstances. Listen, if God has laid this person on your heart, that's your Levi, and you take this opportunity, you know what? God's going to give you the words to say. That's what following me means. We are to be his witnesses. Not prosecuting attorneys, not judges, witnesses. It's going to be Jesus that changes a person's heart. And as we step out of our comfort zone and we spend time with people and show them the love and the care and the concern of Christ, you know what? We're going to have a relational bridge. We're going to have an opportunity to share our story. And so we need to be like Jesus' church. Jesus saw Levi. And he didn't turn the other way. No, he saw Levi, who was a person who was miserable, isolated. He went up to him and said, hey, follow me. And isn't it amazing? Levi was so miserable. The Bible says he left everything and followed Jesus. 
I don't know what God will do through your relation. You may not have the, the same response that happened with Jesus, but you keep practicing that kind of lifestyle. Now, <clears throat> Jesus knew what was going on with Levi. And so Levi got up and he followed Jesus. And then the Bible says in verse 29, one day um, Levi called his, uh, his party friends, his tax collector friends, and said, come and check out who I have met. Now, obviously, Levi was uh, socially connected on Facebook, okay? He had friends. Unfortunately, they were all tax, tax collector friends, but he had friends, and I'm sure they got together a lot, a lot, because misery loves company, amen? And I'm sure that as they got together, they just hung out, and they just drank, and just kind of commiserated together. And that was Levi's friendships. And so when Levi met Jesus... And Jesus was making a huge impact in his life. Levi knew that his friends needed to meet his Jesus. So they all got together. And Jesus spent time with all of them. Folks, only Jesus is going to make a difference in your friends' lives. Now, what would be that today? Where would this, these kind of relationships be taking place today, today if it was Levi's company? Probably the local bar. And people drink, and people become inebriated, hoping that their problems go away. But they wake up the next morning, and they realize their problems are still there. My friend, if that's where you're at this morning, if you're depending on a bottle or pills or a relationship, you're going to come up empty every single time. It's only Jesus who's going to be able to satisfy. And Levi knew that. This was what Jesus was doing in his life. And he, in turn, said to himself, my friends need to hear this. My friends, you've got somebody in your life right now that needs Jesus. You need to be asking the Lord for boldness. You need to pick up a phone. And get them on your calendar and just take them out and visit. Hear their story. And you share your story. That's what was taking place here. And so Jesus chose uh, Levi. He, He knew what was going on in Levi's life. And Levi came to Christ. And so church,
This is 2020. And we need a new vision. And that vision is to ask God to give us Jesus' eyes. Who is lost? Who around us needs the Lord? You need to be praying for your one, asking God to use you in somebody else's life. What would happen, church, if we were all praying for our one? If we literally took this thing seriously? We would be seeing people baptized every single week. And I don't think that would be a bad idea, would it? Not one bit. God has called us not to just pay attention to ourselves, not to just encourage each other in, 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 our, in our walk with the Lord. Part of being a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, is becoming fishers of men. And again, as your pastor, I haven't done a good job at all. I'm rather ashamed of what I haven't been doing. And so I'm making a commitment to him and to you right now that I'm going to do better. I want to be his witness. And so let us, let's pay attention to the sick that are around us. Let's see the patience that God sees. Because that's why Jesus came, the Bible says. The Bible says, verses 31, 31, Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. And there are a lot of patients around us that are sick. And we need to be pursuing them. There was uh, an evangelist who was serious about his faith, and he would go out regularly, and he would uh, give people Bibles on the street who uh, it was obvious in his heart that they needed them. And he gave out a lot of Bibles. But uh, there was this one gentleman that uh, this evangelist gave a Bible to, and uh, the guy took it and he said, well, pastor, you know, I'm, if, I, if, you, if I take this Bible, all I'm going to do is rip the pages out of this Bible and roll it up so I can smoke, smoke my tobacco or whatever. And the evangelist said, well, I'm still going to give you this Bible. I just want you to make a commitment to me, okay? Before you take that smoke, before you roll up that page, you make sure you read that page. And so he made that commitment. And um, a few months later, he saw that preacher, that evangelist again. He said, Preacher, I want you to know that I smoked my way through Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
But when I came to the book of John, I saw how much Jesus loved me. When he read the words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Church, let's be obedient. Let's do our part. You'll never convert somebody. You might try, and if you save someone, guess what? They're, they're still bad off. It's only Jesus who can change a person's heart. You can't do it. Jesus just tells us to be obedient in sharing our story, sharing the good news of what Jesus did for us and that he can do for them. We need to look past the cover. So everybody else saw the outside of Levi, and he was a bad dude. Nobody wanted to hang around, but Jesus saw beyond the cover of Levi's life and that he could change him. So I know there's one in all of our lives. Let's get beyond the cover and see the patient, not the problem. Let's see the patient and believe that God can cure them deliver them from their sin. And I don't know, many of you weren't here Friday night. Uh, Garen and Susan shared the, the story of their daughter. Their, their daughter's testimony is on video right now uh, through an adoption a- agency. And I tell you, it is a supernatural story that needs to be made into a movie. But I'm so grateful for that individual that picked uh, Whitney up in a Walmart parking lot and drove her three hours to a Salvation Army rehab facility in San Francisco. You know what? This gentleman looked beyond the cover of Whitney's life. And he took a huge risk. I mean, driving three hours with a female that has been strung out on drugs for some period of time. I I want you to know... I probably would not have taken that risk. But this gentleman was so in tune with the Holy Spirit that he was believing that God wanted him to do this. He called his wife, told him what he was about to do, and he drove three hours one way to drop Whitney off. And that's just a part of the story. I mean, Whitney's side of the story uh, in in approaching this man, because the bus had left her. She didn't know what she was going to do. She had nothing. 
all of her bags, her, uh, she just had her purse, she didn't even have her phone. She didn't have nothing. And God provided this man in her life. And it's, it's a crazy story, and we don't have time for it. But let's look past the cover and see the need. Because Jesus saw the need in Levi's life. And let's approach them. Let's take the initiative and say, hey, how's it going? And listen to their story. Because church, we were all Levi's. Praise God, God saw past our cover and saw our desperate need for Him. God wants to use you. I want to sing the song, the simple chorus. For you oldies here, you know the song. We don't have the words on the screen, but it's in our hearts. The song is this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. church, let's take this seriously. Let's allow God to work on our hearts and meeting Him each day for the next 30 days and asking Him for that one that we can share our story with. And we're not just going to limit this to four weeks, okay? We're going to have this 30-day uh, devotional emphasis. But I want us to, want God to give us 2020 vision for the year, okay? Help us to see what He sees. Don't be intimidated by the cover. See the person underneath the cover. And you'll be amazed at what God will do through that relationship.